Hello and welcome to another episode of Building Success, a real estate podcast. Once again, my name is Nicholas Frank. And before we get started with today's episode, I did want to ask everybody who has been listening these last couple of shows that if you like what you hear, we would love if you would check us out on iTunes, if you would subscribe, give us a rating and even a review. Uh, All of those really go into the algorithm that helps to push this podcast forward, gets a lot more traction and really helps to elevate what it is that we're doing here at Building Success. So now that I've gotten that little pitch out of the way, I'd like to introduce Brian Srimzik. He is joining us once again uh, today to talk about package management on the kind of residential side of real estate. So thank you all for listening. Again, if you like what you hear, please reach out to us on iTunes or at our website, mrisoftware.com slash building success. We would love to hear from you. And without further ado, we are going to go ahead and get started. So I am once again joined by Brian Srimzik, industry principal at MRI Software. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm great, thanks, Nick. And today we have brought Brian back to discuss a top of mind issue for many residential and multifamily properties, and that's the topic of package management. We recently had the big uh, holiday season influx of deliveries uh, to apartment communities across the country, and we hear on these Amazon stats of more deliveries this year than the prior year and that people are really moving to the internet for everything they might need. I know personally, I use the internet to buy every single consumer good I need except groceries. And there's plenty of people that are now doing that online as well. Including Amazon. Including Amazon. And a lot of that, you know, with Alexa and with Google being able to one touch kind of order everything, it makes a lot more sense for people to start doing that online. And Really, that's that's a growing industry and a need for the residential uh, property owners to really consider. It's been a, a topic of conversation at almost every industry conference over the last three or four years that I can think of. And it's really rooted in um, the two, two changes here. One is, as we all, you've talked about, in retail, the influx of online shopping and uh, the, the ease of use, the frictionless nature, right? One-touch buying and the things that you can buy that way. But it's also a function of the the properties themselves. Many of the communities that our our folks manage today weren't built in the last five years. They weren't built during the kind of the e-commerce boom. They were built well before that um, where it was just brick and mortar and they didn't really envision having to solve this problem as part of their original design. So some have gone through some retrofits to add package rooms um, or approach with locker systems. But You know, I was at a conference just a few months ago, and um, it was very clear that, you know, the solutions that we have in the space, the physical-based solutions are good, but a lot of people think that they're not everything. It's kind of an 80-20 proposition. You know, 80% of the packages, 80% of the volume, during 80% of the year, we're going to be fine. But when somebody orders, you know, a set of snow tires, right, what do you do with them? They don't fit in the locker um, you know, the holiday volume bump might be at more capacity than you can fit in your package room. So there's some alternatives to this. And we're seeing more and more deliveries, perishable items. I personally have tried HelloFresh. As we talked about last time, I'm a bit of a foodie. Yeah. Um, I've also tried Blue Apron. 
And, you know, that's great. You get that delivered to you. It's on ice. It's packaged great. But it's all perishable. Uh, who knows how it's going to work when Amazon starts delivering from Whole Foods. Um, we're going to see more and more of this, more frequent, more perishable items. And as they come into those those business offices that might only be open 9 to 5, they might not even be available for that tenant or resident when they get back to their own property. Exactly. And that's, that's what the locker systems have been trying to solve, right? They're available in a common area, um, and residents can kind of make their way there. But not every property has a space for one. Not every property has the capital budget to afford one. Um, and they do provide you a set capacity that'll solve a lot of your need, but maybe not everything. So um, in addition to, to the quantity um, and perishable items, I think the other thing we hear about it all the time is that idea of, you know, um, what happens if they were to leave packages on my doorstep? Could they get stolen? Right. So how can we solve these problems in the best way possible? Yeah, and theft is obviously a big issue. I've actually encountered it twice now of my own personal purchases being stolen. And most likely, you know, directly from my porch, even if it's in, you know, a really good neighborhood, it's just too easy for someone to see something and be able to snag it up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And also, you know, if packages are left outside, they can become damaged, whether it's by weather or by inadvertent uh, activities. I can tell you that I had a recent delivery that for whatever reason was leaned against my garage door. Yeah. My wife backed over it. My son caught the parts up in the snowblower, and I had to call Amazon and get a refund. Needless to say, it was no longer a usable product. Correct. <laughs> I know I know in my own community, um, one thing that they instituted this past year, made some news, was they started putting GPS trackers on their packages um, that the community had as decoys and set them up throughout the community Um, to kind of deter theft. And what was really cool about it wasn't the fact that they were necessarily trying to catch people in the act, but the publicity itself to try to eliminate people from even thinking about stealing in that community was a nice, you know, way to hinder that. That's a fascinating story. And I think it kind of gets to that we are, we're trying to solve the problem, but we're not solving the completeness of the problem, right? Everything we've done so far, package rooms, locker systems, it's, they are good solutions, but they don't solve the entirety of the problem. So what can we do to change that? And I heard it loud and clear at the conference I was at, and I hear it from clients, our own clients. Um, let's just deliver the package into the unit. Now, Amazon is looking to do that today with uh, single-family homes, and they want to give you a, locker, a lock system so they can get into your property. I don't know that we're going to get in the residential space the relationship between resident, landlord, and delivery guy to give them a key. Mm -hmm. But the resident and the landlord have an existing relationship. The, the, The people who work for the property are already trusted fundamentally by the residents. And having a maintenance worker go into a unit uh, is normal business. Having a someone from the property office do an annual inspection of a unit is annual. It's just normal business. So let's leverage the trusted relationship and let's take advantage of technology and let's limit the requirements for physical space and let's figure out a way to simply deliver the packages into the residence unit. And because now you're providing a value-added service, you have the opportunity to potentially charge a small fee for that service. So we can eliminate all the problems with storage, 
with locker capacity, with perishable items, um, and we can make it very simple for clients to basically receive the packages for their residents and deliver them to their units. So is that something you think that these residents would actually be interested in? You think it's something that they, they want to trust people to come in and because the next step is now these things are coming in, they're perishable goods, maybe they'll put them in your refrigerator for you. There's this level of privacy sure. that might be getting breached. Yeah, so I think um, they could trust me to, as a, a community worker to get it in my, my unit. I don't think we want anybody unpackaging anybody's deliveries. Um, but getting it into your unit means when you get home that night, at whatever time that is, it's there for you. It's not then somewhere else where you have to go and get it, or it's behind the locked door of the leasing office, which is closed until morning, and maybe it just doesn't quite fit your schedule. So when you get home, they could be there waiting for you. And you know, some simple things like text notifications, maybe a picture of, hey, it's delivered for you, it's on your kitchen counter, those kind of things, would I think give you a great, um, a sense of um, accomplishment from a, what the what the community did for you as far as adding that service and showing your package did get delivered here's where we put it sure sure and there's there's already processes in place and obviously technology moving forward makes this a lot easier to kind of handle and and organize all of these these different people all of their different goods what should go where avoiding confusion um, there's already a lot of technology in place to handle these sorts of dilemmas, right? And it's already been seen when it came to repairs in the home and having ways of tracking that within, within the community. And now package management is really just an extension of that. Absolutely. And I think if you did the time and motion study, if you don't have lockers uh, or if you have locker capacity that you, con you continually find yourself is not adequate for what you need, um, that taking the packages that day and taking them to the unit is the most efficient way to work. Um, I spent a lot of time in manufacturing early in my career and the smaller the unit of, of work, the faster it can proceed through the process and the more efficient it can become. So let's handle it every day. Let's not wait two days, three days. Let's not wait for, you know, let's not queue up the packages for the residents to come to you. Let's take the packages to the residents. And I know some people will say we're doing the job of the delivery companies. But until there's a different model and there's, you know, pervasive digital locks and key code access that mobile devices and, or, or units that are built with a special kind of package delivery cabinet that, you know, it's like a man trap. It has delivery from the outside and access from the inside. Like that's a lot of, there's all those ideas out there. But implementing those ideas um, costs money, costs time, can be disruptive on the community. We're talking about a very lightweight digital solution that can help uh, our clients deliver better service to their residents. And once again, where are you putting those snow tires? Exactly. Um, so it seems like it seems like it could be a win for these these property leasing managers um, to have the ability to kind of one-stop shop, take it to their apart, you know, the individual apartments, not Keeping it in the leasing office, then waiting for them to come, then finding that specific package and putting it back into the, the leasing office. Um, really, if they're going to be doing the work anyway and maybe be able to charge some sort of you know fee for it, it seems like a win-win on that Absolutely. side. Absolutely. Um, so anything else you'd like to, uh, to mention? Look, I think that fundamentally this is a problem we've seen for a while. We've had some great... Um, innovative approaches to solving the problem, but I don't think anything has solved it 
And I think if you really cut through it, the problem is the delivery of the package from the leasing office to the unit. And um, the best equipped people who have relationships with those residents, fortunately or unfortunately, are the folks on site. So if we have the opportunity to add a service fee for another convenience, for a little concierge service for those residents, then let's do that. Let's give them a better experience, make them a stickier resident, and hopefully keep them engaged as a resident of the community for a while. And if you think about it, people are willing to pay that little bit of extra for the service, right? Amazon Prime, that little bit of extra you know, money that goes into that service is well worth it for everybody that signs up for it. The people that pay, again, for groceries on Amazon, being able to subscribe and save, a lot of people are willing to put that little bit of extra money in for that convenience factor. Look, and I, I, don't, I would not uh, put it out of the question that somewhere down the road, one of our larger clients gets the idea that maybe we should be billing back to Amazon for that last, yeah, those last hundred meters, right? Um, and if you have the data of all the packages that you received from who went and how you handled them, then you have information that you could use to go and do that. So it's going to continue to evolve, but I tell you the one thing that's not going to stop, and that is people buying products online, having them delivered to their place of residence. It's absolutely an unstoppable force, and uh, it is changing the face of retail, and it's changing how we manage and deal with our residents. Absolutely. Brian, thank you once again for joining me and for your insight as always. I have a feeling we may be asking you to come on multiple podcasts in the future. So really appreciate you taking the time. My pleasure. Thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Building Success, a real estate podcast. If you do like what you hear, we do ask that you please check us out on iTunes, subscribe, review, and comment. Anything would be appreciative. And until next time, we will see you later.